always does us good, doesn't it, to worship the Lord together? I was saying to somebody as we came in, the corporate anointing, there's nothing like it. And I, I'm sorry if you have to listen online today. Um, and I'm glad you are. I'm really glad you're there. But uh, it's, there's nothing like being in the house. Because that's where we're worshiping the power of the Holy Spirit begins to work and soften our hearts and renew our minds. And it's like fresh water. It's like having a darn good shower where there's loads of hot water and you feel so refreshed afterwards. Isn't that great? Okay, this morning, uh, short, short message, according to your faith. <laughs> It'll be done. And then we're going to have a time of ministry and prayer afterwards, okay? So just to uh, get launched straight back in, into the Word and uh, just hear what the Lord's saying and wants to do this morning. It's holiday time, isn't it? <laughs> Some of the teachers are absolutely delighted. I don't know who did that whoop, whoop, whoop. I think it was Doris, actually. Doris, repent. You're supposed to love your work. God provided it. It's for your good. Sorry, everyone. Just kidding. It's holiday time, and usually at this time of year, um, if you're a single parent, you'll be wondering how you're going to get a holiday, or if you're a parent, you might look at your life and think, how on earth am I going to get a break with everything I've got to do? And maybe you haven't even planned a break. But actually, in the diary of this church, next Sunday, we won't be meeting here because we believe in having occasional breaks for the whole team and those who serve the Lord so faithfully throughout the year and for the whole body. But I want to speak today about how God uh, wants to work in this time, in this season, especially in the next two weeks and maybe present you with a vision of how good God is and what he wants to do in the coming weeks for you. And I believe that this is going to really help. When I was growing up, I spent the first 11 years of my life in a place called Zimbabwe. And uh, as a child, and as often children do, me and my brothers and sisters all pestered my parents for a pet. And of course, we had an expensive pet in mind and hard for parents to manage pet that we could enjoy. And so my parents came up with a plan to buy us a tortoise. Anyway. Some of you may absolutely love tortoises. I think one or two experts in the room. But for us, it was like, well, at least we got a pet. Anyway, one day when it was a baby, I went out of the house. This is still in Zimbabwe. And, of course, it's hot and dry out there. Some of you will know that. And um, this little baby tortoise had obviously climbed up something and fallen on its back. And uh, it looked a bit like this photo. And there is a tortoise on its back. Now, in uh, reality, if that tortoise couldn't get itself back up, which sometimes they just can't, 
it was straight when I went out there I could see its little legs and its head trying to work to try and push itself back up again um, and in that position it's vulnerable to predators but it's also vulnerable to the sunshine to the heat one of the most dangerous things that can happen in that climate is that the tortoise dehydrates and dies. And I um, saw it struggling there. And of course, as a child even, you have compassion, don't you, on these, these animals that struggle. So I, I hope you do. And uh, I, I quickly turned it back up and off it went to live a long and happy life. But today, I want to speak about what happens to us when maybe uh, life means we're exhausted and weary and struggling and belly up. When, when, when you seem to go belly up like that tortoise and you're, you become vulnerable to what's happening around you and what could happen. Uh, because our God is the God of the comeback. And just as I can turn around easily a tortoise and put it right side up so that its shield is protecting it, our God is able to take the belly up and bring you to the shield up. And so this is speaking this morning about the God of the comeback. And I, I think there are varying conditions in all of our lives. Some of us are just a bit tired other of us are absolutely belly up and vulnerable to the enemy's attack and vulnerable to just the ordinary conditions that wouldn't bother you that are extremely bothersome right now. How many of you know when you're tired, when you're vulnerable, you can actually react to things and respond to things very differently than if you were in your normal condition. And so our God is a God of the comeback. And I'm going to use Elijah's story to speak this morning a word that I believe is going to bring faith and vision of how God brings us back to being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And to re-envision our lives for his plan and purpose that he's designed us to fulfill. Elijah was a great man in the history of God's people. He was a great prophet. He was a great minister. And he was coming fresh back from a great victory when we cut into his story. He had literally proved in front of 500 Satanists. That's modern day language, prophets of Baal, but they were demonized guys. And in front of 500 of these prophets, he had proven with his courageous faith that God is the God who answers by fire. He had used his faith to call on the name of his God, our God, Jesus. And God showed up and that day was a destruction of the enemy's kingdom. Not only that, he had prayed 
effectively. And his prayer had brought climate change. Is our God able to make a comeback with the weather? What size is our God? He's, king, he's the king. He's the king of the earth. And so Elijah prayed after three years of drought. That's a long time in a hot country. That would have affected all the economy, all the food, all the water, all the rivers would have dried up. It would have been a very tough time to be alive. And the prayer of this one man brought rain. God answered this guy. He had an incredible time of ministry. And more than that, actually, the hearts of God's people had turned and said, you're God, you're Lord. Now we're going to cut into this story and read 1 Kings. So this is all the backdrop of what has happened. And now Ahab told Jezebel, now the king Ahab, he was a wicked king really in the history of Israel. But he had been actually there when God showed up and all these things were done by the prophet with the fire coming and God showing up in power. And he told his, was, he, was she his wife? I don't know, but his girlfriend, whatever, partner, Jezebel, not a nice lady, all that Elijah had done and how he had executed the prophets of Baal with a sword. And verse 2, then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow, this time. So basically he was saying, she was saying, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Isn't it interesting how after a season of great ministry, the enemy attacks? When your prayers have been answered, when your parenting has been working and your kids are starting to follow Jesus, when you've seen a breakthrough in your witnessing at work or when you've prayed and seen God provide supernaturally in, your, in the workplace or a relationship. And at that point... The enemy attacks and he brings a message to threat of threat and to bring actual uh, fear and a response that is actually not normal for someone who's dealt with 500 Satanists. <laughs> and I'd put it to you at this point, Elijah must have thought to himself, I've had a good season in ministry, I'm just going to take it easy. And picture this with me, because I can imagine he, he had gone back to Jezreel. It says in verse 3 and 4, he'd gone back to Jezreel. And when he saw that, that's the words that Jezebel had spoken. When he visualized it, he rose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. And then he carried on. And he went a day's journey into the wilderness, came and sat under a broom tree, and he prayed. This great man of prayer that changed the climate, he prayed that he would die. 
And he said, it's enough, Lord. Now take my life. I'm no better than my father's. So imagine this. After all this victory, I can think of Elijah just getting to a place where he thinks, I'm just going to kick off my shoes, get on the sofa, find a movie on Netflix, and a Deliveroo takeaway. Instead, the delivery is from the devil. He makes a delivery of words and threats because Satan also speaks into your head, into your mind. Negative thoughts, thoughts that scare you and make you scared of people or scared of something bad happening. Dread thoughts, thoughts of I should have, I'm no good, I'm rubbish, uh, I, my friends don't like me. I, and you can hardly believe it, but this guy ran. And he didn't run to God, which is what everybody in their right mind would say. Elijah, just go to God, he'll give you a victory over Jezebel. He already did this. Why won't you trust him for this? But I think he was on that sofa. And if you think about that tortoise, imagine the tortoise could take off its shell and hang it up. I can imagine he was a bit like that tortoise that was lying on the sofa without a shell. And as soon as these words came, he was so vulnerable that those words pierced into his whole mental well-being. Now, the world talk a lot about mental well-being, but the scripture shows us how one person who's strong in the Lord can suddenly, within 24 hours, become so alone, so isolated, so down, and so negative just because the enemy said one thing. And if you or I had met Elijah on that day for the first time, we'd have thought, he needs a miracle, that man. He doesn't have much faith, does he? Imagine that was the only window you had on this great man of God. But you see, God never has a write-off. He's the God of the come back and he never writes anyone off even on their worst day amen even on their very worst day when they are like that tortoise on their back and unless someone else can't get yourself back up Jesus actually said because of yourself you can do nothing don't know that we really believe that because we would probably preach to Elijah and say, man up. Pull yourself back up again. But let me tell you that human help isn't what the human needs. We need God. And we need God to come in and help us. Like I did with that tortoise and turned it the right side up. We need to go from belly up to right way up. And back with that shield of faith. 
and the energy and strength to go on in our journey with Jesus. And I'm looking out at all you lives here, young people, older people, all of us. And I believe God is saying, do you trust me for a comeback? Do you trust me to be the one who gives you strength for what's ahead? Because if God can do it once, he can do it again. Because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Elijah's prayers were even so negative. He said, it's enough. In other words, he was saying, I have had it. What's the point of serving God? What's the point of all the victories that have happened in the last season? I want to tell you something. There have been victories in every faithful believer in this last season. You haven't, you're not even aware of all the great things that God has done through your life. But the enemy is. And the enemy always acts as a predator to try to get you when you're vulnerable. And Elijah was so depleted spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And whichever way we're depleted, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that we have a God who is able to bring us back strong in the power of God and with a fresh vision for the future. And so God himself meets him in the wilderness. As he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel, in one translation that's a capital A, meaning the Lord shows up, touched him and said to him, arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. Lovely, love this story. Cooked breakfast with God. A cooked breakfast. It wasn't just breakfast. He was a cook. Who likes a cooked breakfast? I like God to cook mine. Anyway, a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he ate that, drank, and went in the strength of that food. Say, strength of that food. Not Deliveroo. Divine. He went in the strength of that food. Supernatural power for the journey ahead. And I put it to you. We all need a cooked breakfast in this next season with God. One that he has prepared. One that he has designed specifically to meet 
your needs. You know, a nutritionist will look at a patient and they will say, you need this, this, there's a deficiency here, I'm going to feed you this, you can have that tablet, that vitamin. Our God sees x-ray vision deep into your life right now and he says I know exactly what I'm going to feed you because what I've got for you is going to help you back on your feet turn you belly up into right way up and you're going to move forward in the power of my spirit isn't he amazing isn't he amazing our God is so Good. Scripture says, where can I go from his presence? Where can I flee from his presence? If I go to the heavens, he's there. If I go to the depths of hell, he is there. It doesn't matter. Your right hand holds me fast. You're the one who lifts me up. Elijah might have run away from his calling, but God did never leave Elijah. God is everywhere. And no matter where you are, he is there. I love that. He's in the wilderness, away from where he should be. And God says, right, I haven't finished with you yet. Some of you might need to hear that. God has not finished with you yet. He hasn't finished with me yet, but I need a couple of good breakfasts with God. <laughs> Where can I go from your presence? Your loving kindness is better than life. God cares for Elijah, not just what he does. And that's a hard thing to get through to us sometimes. That it's all about what I do at work, at school, with the kids, at home. It's all about what I do when I serve the Lord in the church or friends and family. But God says, I care about you. And I want to restore you back to full strength. I see Elijah, that tortoise on his back, at this point, trying to get up. And I know that God loves us and he gives generously to a, without finding fault. Without finding fault. Do you not think that's an amazing love? Because when I look at me, I can look at all my faults. And I think there are many different reasons why God shouldn't be generous and gracious to me. Am I just the only one? But God gives generously to all. He's not finding fault because he sees Jesus as your righteousness with God. Not you. It's Christ in you. Our focus is always to be on Jesus, and that's who God is looking at. But he's wanting to help this human reaction and response. I love it that James says, Elijah was a man just like us, and he prayed for rain. What does that mean? It means Elijah did this kind of thing. 
ran, said, I've had enough. It is enough. I want to die. Take my life. Finish it here, Lord. I've really had it up to here with parenting, with work, with pressure, with money situations. I've had it up to here with managing life and kids and stress. Maybe, even maybe, you've prayed, I just beam me up, Scotty, I'm coming home. Aren't you glad God didn't answer that question, that prayer? He didn't answer that prayer because he doesn't answer prayers that aren't according to his will. And it's God's will that Elijah stays and invests in the next generation of disciples. So say, I'm not going yet. (laughs) But I'm making a comeback. (laughs) God is going to bring me into a great comeback, into life in all its fullness. He's a God of new beginnings. I think it's fascinating that God didn't uh, sort of send somebody to pray in tongues for five hours over this man of God. He let him sleep. Holiday. Extra sleep. Really important. Your sleep's important. So if you're camping and it's raining, sleep in the car. It's my only solution currently. Sleep. And then he says, eat and drink what he has prepared. This isn't like he went to the supermarket and got bacon and egg. This is his food. And we know, don't we, because we're disciples of Jesus, what his food is, don't we? His word is like bread. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the word of God. We're to eat the word and drink from him, his presence. Jesus says, come to me and drink, because out of you will flow rivers of living water. If you don't drink, there's no river. And so God woke him up once, eat and drink. Now, the instruction is so simple, it could miss you. You need divine food on holiday. Tell somebody next to you, this is, this is profound. <laughs> you need divine food. You need God to feed you with his word and spirit, his presence. And then Elijah went back to sleep because he was so depleted. And God let him sleep. You know, some of you just need an extra nap. Um, leave the kids with somebody and you have an afternoon off get the kids back they have an afternoon off manage your life for rest work schedules are another thing manage your schedule so you can get rest real rest go to sleep anyway second time God wakes him and says on repeat sometimes you need more than one feed to get you back up. 
Sometimes you're so low that you need a lot of divine food. Every day, it is my routine to eat and drink with Jesus. With a breakfast he's prepared for me. A table you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. If I miss this, it's like naturally missing breakfast and wondering why you feel weak midday. So I daily have breakfast. Pastor Andy calls it breakfast, breakfast of champions. But it makes champions eating with the Lord. That makes champions get back up from a low point and into effective living for Jesus. But I'm also going away this week. And I believe I need more than I usually eat for breakfast with God. So I'm going to plan in times of walking, fun, enjoying a nice meal, having time out, but I'm going to plan in, into my diet, fresh time with God. God is there wherever you go. He wants to bring you back into strength, and only he can. And when I have breakfast, you know, naturally speaking, every morning I have a bit of cereal for breakfast. That's my norm. And I don't think it's very wow to have a Weetabix and yogurt and milk. That's my breakfast. I don't go, oh, that was sensational. What an amazing breakfast. See, as Christians, you, you can think you've always got to have an amazing time with God for it to do you good. Hello? But every breakfast I eat, every Weetabix, helps me with the whole day. It's making me stronger whether I go wow or not. But you know, on holiday, I'm going to have eggs. I'm going to have bacon. I'm going to have muesli, and I'm going to be creative with my breakfasts. And I'm going to expect to have at least one where I go, that was amazing. So I pray you'll have an amazing breakfast with God, but I also thank God for the Weetabix breakfasts, where you just eat and drink and believe that God is going to strengthen me for my journey. Isn't that wonderful? Because he is there and he's going to feed you with his word and his spirit and you're going to come back to strength. He who slumbers doesn't slumber or sleep. He watches over you. So whilst Elijah's sleeping, God's awake and he's going, right, it's time. Wake up, a bit more, go back to sleep. Isn't that caring? Isn't that gracious? Isn't that wonderful? My advice to you is never rest without God. Invite him into your rest, onto the sofa, 
and say, Lord, I might just need to sleep. But when I wake, thank you, you're still with me. And your spirit will remind me of your words. That if the enemy comes in to speak lies and threats, I'm going to just lie here and say, thank you, Jesus, you're here. You've got a word that will defeat that word from the enemy. No stress. No stress. God is able to restore his people into a comeback. Elijah goes on. I'm not going to read the story this morning. Because that's not just what he needed. He needed to eat and drink divine food. But he also needed to hear the voice again. I want to hear his voice again. Do you? Anybody? Just a few? It's no good if you go through life without hearing your shepherd. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And so Elijah, you remember he went into a cave and then there was lightning and all kinds of manifestations. But the most powerful thing of that time with God was his voice. Still small voice of the Lord. Because there's no point just getting strong. We need direction. We need to come into the purpose of God. And Elijah had left his calling. And he had left the place where he was to serve. And God spoke to him about the things that he had for him to do. That he was to go back and do and accomplish for him. Because God never wrote him off. He didn't just strengthen him, he repurposed him. He re-envisioned him. And I'm in faith for you. This next couple of weeks, especially when we don't meet next Sunday, that you're going to have breakfast with God. In fact, you're going to have lots of breakfasts. And you might have one or two sensational breakfasts but that he would begin to speak and you would hear his voice tell you the things that he's planned for you to do up ahead. Because God's got a plan. And it isn't a world, worldly plan. It's a kingdom plan. It's an involving God with people plan. Always involves people. And God will speak clearly in this season and encourage you back to purpose. And so this story of man down is actually a story about the greatness of our God. In his love, he picks up and he strengthens again and he sets this man on course for effective ministry again. How many of you want that? I can say yes and amen to Jesus for that. And this morning is all about getting a vision for that, for holiday, for rest. That it will include your faith and expectation that God will give you good sleep. Actually, that you'll have naturally nice breakfasts. Whatever's nice for you. Some of you have weird stuff for breakfast, and I don't go around the room. 
But I've been to China. I know what they have over there and I don't want it. They, they eat really weird stuff for me. For them, it's normal. But God's got a diet for you that is fitting. Because he made you and he knows what you need. He made me. And all I can say is, I need feeding. And I need to hear the voice. So let's believe for each other that God will feed us, water us, refresh us, and that we would clearly hear him again. Redirect us into his plans and purpose for our lives. Are you up for that? So we're going to pray for each other. We're going to pray for at least three people each. Because it's more blessed to give than receive. Actually, you'll be receiving too. And as we pray, I'd like you to believe God for times of refreshing for that person. But before we pray, let's invite the Holy Spirit to give us words of encouragement as we pray that will build up and strengthen our brothers and sisters in Christ and that there will be this times of refreshing cooked breakfast with God and that each one of us will come back into the place we're called to be and the purpose that God has assigned for us. Are you with me? Have I got your yes and amen? That's it this morning. That's what God wants to accomplish. But he'll do it through the word, but also through prayer this morning. So let's stand and let's just invite the Holy Spirit and then you can move around and minister, pray with each other and let's believe God as we pray. So Lord, Lord, I thank you. First of all, that you're the God who uh, knows exactly where we're at. For those of us who are in a dry wilderness spot, I thank you, Lord, that you're the God of the comeback and that you're able, like that tortoise, to turn us the right side up and bring us back into protection and strength again and into ministry. And so, Holy Spirit... It's a big prayer, but I pray every young person, every adult in this room, every pastor, every leader, every worship team member, every child, children's worker, every door team, every connect leader, everyone who helps in any way with the building and all the mission that goes on through the workplace and businesses and offices and schools, every teacher, every businessman or woman. Father, I pray for a comeback. I pray for a strength from you come back and a repurposing come back. That there will be a great resurgence of strength and power. 
Thank you for all the prayer victories that have gone before. Thank you that we have defeated the enemy in many spheres of life. Thank you for every answered prayer in our history, Lord. We give you praise for all of that. But Lord, I thank you for a comeback for parents, a comeback to strength and power for our children. Lord, do what you did for Elijah, for every single person. And we agree in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Holy Spirit, now speak through your people. Words of encouragement and faith for refreshing. Thank you, Jesus. So let's pray for each other. Let's get together in twos or threes and let's get around and pray. Thank you, Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.